Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Well, last night in the series on Jesus' life, we began to look at his final week. At the beginning of Passover week, as thousands of pilgrims began to flock to Jerusalem, Jesus rode on a donkey down the Mount of Olives, right into the holy city itself, just as one of the prophecies had predicted the Messiah would do. The crowds loved it, and they praised him all the way as he entered into the vast Jewish temple of Jerusalem, a structure about the size of Telstra Stadium. When he entered the temple, he did something totally unexpected. He denounced the people running the show. He overturned the tables of the money changers and those who were selling sacrificial animals. And he accused the temple priests of turning God's house into a den of robbers. If you missed last night, the account can be found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21. Let me encourage you to read it. It's fascinating stuff. Well, with all that going on, it's hardly surprising that Jesus would be dead by the end of the week. It's also not surprising that one of the central charges laid against him at his trial was his reported contempt for the temple. Matthew's Gospel records his trial uh, in this way. This is Matthew 26, verse 60. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? Well, Jesus didn't actually answer this charge. He remained silent, um, perhaps because he actually did say something a little like this, although he meant it in a symbolic way, not in a literal way. In the Gospel of John's account of Jesus' confrontation with the priests in the temple, we hear something from Jesus' lips that comes very close to this accusation mentioned at his trial. Let me read from John's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 18. Then the Jews demanded of him, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and are you going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Well, at first sight, this is a bizarre statement. Jesus' body, crucified and raised, is the temple. But actually, this isn't the first time Jesus has identified himself with the temple itself. The theme emerges in a number of different ways throughout the Gospels. We get hints of it every time Jesus hands out God's forgiveness to people. Because in first century Judaism, only the temple priests could pronounce forgiveness. And even then, only after the appropriate sacrifice had been offered at the temple. Jesus, though, handed out forgiveness Whenever anyone humbly approached him, he acted as a kind of mobile temple. But Jesus explicitly compares himself with God's temple in Matthew chapter 12. The Pharisees have just criticized Jesus' disciples for what looked to them like work on the Sabbath day. Um, According to Jewish law, you're not meant to do any work on the Sabbath day. And here's Jesus' response from Matthew 12 verse 3. Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? 
he entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple desecrate the day, that is, they do work on the Sabbath day, and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. The logic of Jesus goes like this. Priests are exempt from the Sabbath law when they're doing work within the precinct of the temple. How much more then are the disciples exempt when working alongside the Messiah himself? According to his own words, Jesus is more than the temple. This is an extraordinary thing for someone in the first century to have said. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, entered the temple and declared its ministry bankrupt, he wasn't acting as a mere religious radical or rebel. Jerusalem had seen a few of those kind of rebels before. According to the gospel writers, Jesus was acting as God's replacement temple. All that the temple had meant for Israel for almost a thousand years was now found in Israel's Messiah, Jesus. The presence of God, which human beings so longed for, was to be found through a personal connection with Christ, not in a building in East Jerusalem. The hunger for divine teaching could be satisfied not in the courts of a glorious sanctuary, but by feeding on the words of Jesus himself. True pilgrims could now declare their praises, not within the walls of one sacred building, but wherever people gathered in the name of the Messiah. And most importantly, forgiveness of sins could be enjoyed not through the priest and the sacrifice of the temple, but through the one priestly sacrifice of Jesus himself. It's no wonder then that as Jesus breathed his last breath on the cross, just a week after his daring confrontation with the temple authorities, the inner sanctum of the temple itself was disturbed, as Matthew tells us in Matthew 27, verse 50. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The Jerusalem temple was eventually destroyed about 40 years after Jesus' death in August AD 70. The Roman troops stormed Jerusalem to end a bitter five-year rebellion. All that remains of the temple is a 50-metre-long section of the Western Wall called the Wailing Wall. Um, modern Jews congregate there to this day as they cry out to God for the promised Messiah and for the rebuilding of God's holy temple. But from the Christian point of view, the temple was really overthrown and replaced in April AD 30. From the time of Jesus' death and resurrection, a new temple was established for all the nations. Anyone who wants to locate God's presence, anyone who wants to learn his teaching and enjoy his forgiveness, can do so not by attending a building, but by embracing the Messiah, Jesus himself, God's new temple. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.